What's up, everyone? Welcome to Triple Stitch. I'm your host, L. Yo, L, what up? Where culture and community collide, powered by Soul Savvy Women's. Soul Savvy is a platform built to put sneakerheads first, and their new women's community is committed to bringing equity to the space. To learn more about this, check out soulsavvy.com. That's Soul Savvy with one V. Today, we are joined by no other than Justine Brown, host, social producer, and sneaker connoisseur. What's up, Justine? What's going on? Thanks for having me. I'm stoked. I know. I'm sorry there's no like red carpet and anything special, but it was you low. Know, I'm I'm so <laughs> used to red carpets that I just don't know how you couldn't have rolled it. <laughs> red carpets give me anxiety. <laughs> it's a lot. I couldn't even imagine yeah. what it is. Um, I don't do it. I don't do it. But times I've been there, I'm like, uh, don't take my picture. I'm not the one you're supposed to be looking at. You know, like a quick little fit pic, you know, something yeah, calm. Yeah. yeah. Something calm. Something um, calm is good. But it's been a while. I remember the first time we met was, I want to say it was 2019. Everything's 2019, right? Like <laughs> right, it I'm wasn't like... 2020 and it was fairly recent. It was 2019. I don't I yeah. think so. It was either 2019 or 2018, but I, I think it was probably 2019. Yeah, at Soho House, which was like yeah. the most random dinner ever. I just remember like Ben hit me up, who was like always like my number two with sneakers. He's like, yo, just pull up to Soho House. I'm with like a couple of people and like, there was and it just happened and it was i don't think the we most right. it was a variety <laughs> of human beings a wide variety Which, but somehow the conversation yeah. just went straight to sneakers <laughs> it did yeah well that's that's a common common ground for me typically no i loved it so. i remember it's even in your bio like uh what suit what shoe size do you wear being like your love language so i was like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anytime somebody's like what size do you wear i'm like oh yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. This relationship's going all the way. <laughs> Have you always been kind of a lover for sneakers? Like, how did that love for you begin? Yeah, it definitely it's I mean, I don't know when it began, but I have played basketball since I was in third grade. And I know every single pair of basketball shoes I wore for my entire life, every single season, every <laughs> single pair. And I would bring them home take them out of the box, sniff them, which was probably uh, my parents probably should have supervised that part. (laughs) And I would sleep in the bed with my new sneakers. And my mom like got to a point where she's like, hey, you're not getting new shoes if you wear them out to recess and you get dirty. So here's the deal. Put these shoes on before you go to recess. I'm not getting you another pair when you come home and say your shoes are dirty because I wouldn't wear dirty shoes. So my mom was like, that's the end of that. Like, this is your recess shoe. Put these on, go outside. And Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, sneakers, I think sneaker culture looks different for different people. And for me, like I was a white girl in in Illinois and then Wisconsin. So it wasn't exactly like heat and exclusives and sneaker shops for me, but it definitely rooted in sports and basketball and Michael Jordan. Grew up in the subs of Chicago. So like one of the first shoes my dad was like, nah, you got to get these. You got to get these. And it was it was a Jordan. And I was like looking at it like, those kind of look like boy shoes, you know, I didn't know I was like, whatever. And my dad's like, nah, this is the shoe. Jordan wears these. And so like, you know, it roots back to that. And I don't know. I just, I wanted to be a sneaker designer when I was a kid. I'd get the East Bay. Everybody did this. I know, but I'd get the East Bay. I, my thing was I'd go page for page. And instead of circling what I wanted, I'd circle everything in dream of the day. I could just be like ordering all of this. Like I'd, <laughs> I'd circle baseball mitts, football cleats. Like I was like these football cleats, this baseball mitt, these basketball shoes. Like I was like, whatever looks appealing, snowboarding gear. And 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, I truly love it and have always have. And I know stories about every sneaker I've probably ever owned. What was your first love? What was like the first like silhouette to like take your breath away? So it's interesting because it feels super basic now, which is the unfortunate part of this story. But once again, my mom just got to a point where I think like my indecision in a shoe store, she was like not there for So she'd let my dad take me and then judge our decisions when we got home. She's like, why did you let her get those? But my dad was like, whatever you want. So we'd be up in there and not whatever you want. Like we didn't have it like that. But like that one school shoe a year, my dad would take responsibility. And so, um, like I said, my he talked me into Jordan, but that was for basketball. That was later. But I remember going in third grade to the shoe store and trying to decide what I was going to get. And my dad, once again, was like, you got to get these. These were the coolest shit shoe when I was a kid. Like you had to have them. If you had these, like, he's like, we only had like four sneaker choices. If you got these, you were, you were it. And it was the Stan Smith, the original, the white with the green. Okay. And so I was like, my dad said they're dope. So I got them. This was like, you know, their first re-release probably in, I guess I don't know what year that was. And I feel like it was a kid's release because I think I've looked up this release before and I don't see a Stan Smith re-release that it must have been a kid's release. But I never forgot the color of that green. And I spent years being like, as I got older, being like, man, Adidas got to bring the Stan Smith back. People be like, I don't know what that is. Like, what is that? I'm like, just trust me. It's this white sneaker. <laughs> and then they did. And I was stoked and I stocked them. And then it became like the shoe of, Every it's a uniform across America. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a bit of a bummer, but like that shoe's still always going to have a story to me because like I spent years being like somebody bring this back and I knew it would be a vibe. I didn't know it was going to be that. And that is a bit of a bummer, but I would say that shoe. And then there's two shoes that I don't remember. Like I've spent hours and days. And once again, these could have been kids releases, which is why I can't find them. But I had a Nike running shoe that I want to say is responsible big time for my love for sneakers. It was this white Nike running shoe and it was blue and red. And I've always been somebody who like all the details, you know, I'm not like, Oh, that shoe looks cool. Like I liked the silhouette. And then I remember I had this tiny Nike Navy rubber Nike sign on the like heel. That was like this little rubber Nike sign. And as it started to peel off, I was like, I can't lose this. This is the detail I like. And they were white and red and blue. And like, they weren't a Pegasus. They weren't like, I've looked through, Every iteration of Nike running shoes, be like, what shoe was that? Because I want it. And then my first basketball shoe when I first got in the league was this black, probably a mid black leather Nike with like silver circles on it and red check mark. And I also don't know to this day, I don't know what shoe that was because I was in like third grade. But that's hey. that's that. And then Jordan, I mean, MJ for sure, like MJ all day. My grandma loved MJ. We watched the Bulls on WGN. My grandma taped every game. If we missed it, we watched it on VHS. Like, so that's those things combined. We got to reach out to Nike, have them open up the archives for you. We got to find this shoe. No, I know. I really need to know. That's it. We got to find a plug. I I'm on it. I'm on it. We'll see what we can All do. Right. All right, cool. I I'm down for this. Yeah, we, we got to, we're going to find a way. We'll find that shoe. It would be sick. We'll find the check. It would be sick. <laughs> yeah. It seems like you do a little bit of everything from the career end. Can you tell us a little bit about the journey that kind of led you to where you are today? Yeah, I'm in an unfortunate LA multi-hyphenate. <laughs> Just kidding. So I'm not a model actress singer, but I'm like the creative version of that, unfortunately. 
<laughs> and I say, unfortunately, not because I'm very thankful for every opportunity and they've all been dope. And I love that every day looks different. But there's days that I'm like, if I could just nail down what this title is, I'd probably get more work and people would be like, that's what you do. I mean, my mom's like, so I, I mean, so and so keeps asking what you do. And I just never quite know the answer. I was like, mom, I don't either. Like, stop asking. Like, I've gotten so annoyed <laughs> with my sister. I'm like, when I know, I'll tell you. Uh, but yeah, so I came out to L.A. for sports broadcasting. Um, I went to University of Tennessee. I worked for Pat Summit. I was a manager for the last two national championship teams. And my whole back, the whole reason I was going to do it was to be an assistant coach. And then I quickly was like, this college basketball schedule is not for me full, forever. I loved it, but not for forever. And I switched to broadcasting and I started working at Fox Sports Radio in Knoxville. Ultimately got a Fox Sports Radio internship in L.A. At the time, my best friend, Candace Parker, who played for Tennessee, uh, had just got drafted to the Sparks two years prior, and she was living out here. And she's like, come to your internship and stay with me. And the rest was history. I did sports broadcasting and journalism and then started working for the Clippers in digital, like launched the Clippers Instagram, was doing social and digital for them. And then ultimately met a couple people, one of which was Amy Fox, uh, who everybody knows. <laughs> I met him because I was working on a TV show and the writer was his best friend and a comedian. And it was actually kind of hilarious because I found the job on Craigslist. And I just, somebody's like, if you want to be on TV, work in TV. And I was doing broadcasting and I took that really literally. And I got a job on a random TV show off Craigslist. And I was talking to Candace. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I have an interview tomorrow. I totally forgot. It's like, some TV show on some network. I don't know, but I just knew who um, Tatiana Ali was. And she's like, well, what is it? I was like, it's called Love That Girl on TV One. And she starts like cracking up. I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, of course you did. I was like, what? She's like, that's an all black TV show on an all black network. <laughs> I was like, oh crap. I was like, they totally don't want me. Like they must've just saw like Justine Brown and some sports and was like, maybe they thought I was black. I don't know. I was like, oh boy. And she's like, no, you still have to go. I was like, I mean, I'm going to show up. And they're be like, what are you doing here? Didn't go that way at all. In fact, they were talking about they wanted guest stars on the show that season. They're like, yeah, we're going to get into the athletes. Like, we want to maybe try to get magic. We want to get the young star for the Sparks, Candace Parker. And I was like, I live with her. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I got the job. And one of the writers on the show was like, yo, I heard you're an athlete. You play softball. I was like, yeah. He's like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I was all state. Like, what's up? You know, and he's like, come play in this league with with us on Saturday. And I went out to the middle of nowhere, L.A., and it ended up being Jamie's team. It was the foxhole and Jamie shows up and he's playing outfield because he's like, I pulled my hamstring and I play outfield. Mm -hmm. And the reason they asked me to play is because their girls, I guess, weren't that good. And so the first ball that came to me, I called him off. I'm like, I got it. I got it. I caught it like through at the home plate. And he looked and he goes, who the? <laughs> and like we were friends ever since. And then years after that, I started doing some stuff with him in digital, which has taken me to every room and every set and every place you can imagine. And he's one of the most talented human beings in this industry, but he's also one of the greatest human beings in this industry. Um, and so that put me in entertainment and I never anticipated being there. I, I didn't know what a callback was. I didn't know. I wasn't act. I'm never, I have no desire to act, but I didn't know any of these terms, callbacks, yeah. and all these different, you know, whatever it is. And I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm in sports. I don't know. And so with him, we hit it off on sports. And I was like, I don't want to work for you. I never had any desire. I don't want anything from you. And he ended up being like, yo, we need we need you for a little bit. Ten years later, I was still doing stuff with him. I was working with other celebrities. I was digital producing for a few TV shows. 
And that's where I'm at today, where I've definitely kind of gone more in the producing route in digital, but I'd like to produce more and I'm hosting again and I love sports and I love sneakers and here we are. And so, yeah, so I've done digital strategy. I've done hosting. I've done it. You know how it is. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be multifaceted. That is the short version, believe it or not. <laughs> so if anybody needs anything, call me, including like, you know, like I could probably, I mean, if you need me to like build a chicken coop, I've done that, did that over quarantine. So I'm pretty talented. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. You already put it out there. So when the phone calls start coming in. <laughs> Don't call me for a chicken coop. It didn't go well. Did not go well. All right. So you didn't take that many L's on the career end. It looks like up until this point, you've had an amazing journey with everything yeah. that you've been to. But what has been like one of the most heartbreaking L's you've ever had to take when it came to your footwear? Oh, my gosh. Ooh, <laughs> footwear. I mean, OG L would be like my dog eating my shoes. We used to like no matter Oof. what it was. Piss me off. But as far as taking an L, you know, that's a hard one for me to answer because there was a period where I didn't take a lot of L's, which was cool. And then there's periods where, you know, where you're like, I don't know what happened. I had, <laughs> I didn't, I bought almost no shoes during quarantine. And I feel like that's fine. But I had to think about that. I, I, I feel like the way it moves now and the way it moves so fast that there will be times it feels like an L to me. And then I get a month down the road and I'm like, eh, okay. Like next yeah. thing coming, next 15 one coming. So I know there is one. I know there's ones that have hurt my heart that I still look at, but it's crazy. Usually after the fact, it's not like, I mean, like there's shoes that I definitely wanted that I got. I wanted the union ones. I have them, but it's usually after the fact, like the one I'm regretting hardcore right now that I actually totally missed the boat on, didn't even try for is the Amy Leondor 55, uh, 550s. Yeah. Like, I want the first those. round. Yeah. First round. I, the green ones, like I want them. I, I'm like thirsting for him right now. I missed the boat. I didn't even take the L because I totally missed it altogether. So like the shoes that I end up like dwelling on isn't necessarily like, of course, I want the trophy rooms. Who doesn't? But it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen for anybody, really. So what am there's I some L's about? you know you're going to take. Yeah. You know, like, and you just accept them straight up. Yeah. Like, like right. I'll take the W's. But if I get the L, it's like whatever. Like you're making me want to take out my app right now and look at I usually say the <laughs> shoes that I do want. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's okay. I'm okay with it. Like, I love them and I want them, but I'm not super materialistic as in like, if I didn't get it, it's all good. And then also, I have always said, give me any sneaker in the world and I'll figure out a way how to rock it. So like some of my favorite shoes sometimes end up not being any of the heat. It's just like something I like to put on my feet every day. I just got a pair of um, ACGs at the ACG uh, Terra... Um, why am I blanking right now? Anyway, a pair of ACGs that were at the outlet, 60 bucks. I was like, I want these. I want to hike in them. But I threw them on one day without, and I, know, I don't know if you're like this, but once they come out of the box, I throw them on that day and the next day and the next day. Cause I'm just like, well, these are out. Yeah. And so I threw them on a couple days in a row to like do things. And most compliments I got out of anything I've worn in the last, I don't know. Everybody's like, what are those? Those are sick. What are those? And I'm like, these are just like, you could go get these. And that's what I take pride in. Like, give me anything. Yeah. Like, I think if you truly know how to rock things like they don't you wear them and they don't wear you exactly so. exactly that's how anytime I, I call them my dog walking shoes which are the shoes that I'm yeah. like all right if something happens I'm not mad but anytime I go to walk my dog in a pair of those shoes people are like oh my god where'd you get your shoes from I'm like these 
Oh, these, these are the ones you're asking about? Not the ones that I won't take out of the container? Yes. <laughs> right. And like, that's to say that I'm like, I'll wear these because if, if worse comes to worse, I get attached. They're the uh, Terra Gobes. I had to look it up because I was like, why can't I think of the name of the shoe? But those are shoes that I'm like, I can wear them guilt-free because if I want to get another pair, I'll get another pair. And if, you know, like, and I still get compliments because like I can pick out a sneak, like, look, I know there's Foot Locker shoes I definitely don't want to wear, but I can go to Foot Locker and find a fly shoe and get compliments on and I guarantee it. Exactly. It's how I feel in a pair of Air Forces. You know, I'm like, it's the yeah. most basic shoe to have, but I'm like, they're Air Forces. Like, yeah. You can't like, go wrong just with wear it. it right. Yeah. It's like 50 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, this is nothing. I'm like, I'm going to wear yeah. it a couple of times. They're and not throw 50 it out. bucks anymore, though. Do you know what? That's kind of blowing my mind watching these places. These prices go up on things. It's like, oh, you guys like these? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping $110 to, for a white pair of forces. Premium. Like, okay, I guess. Remember, they're premium now. You know, that's what yeah. they with, yeah. the, with the with the premium. I'm, I'm like a 6.5. I don't need them to be premium <laughs> because like those are the shoes that like a few wears and you're like, well, I need another one. Like I don't need premium for what? As yeah. They get dirty yeah. and greasy, not premium anyway. That's it. Yeah. I need people to stop cleaning Air Force Ones, all white Air Force Ones. Like <laughs> let them go. Let it go. Well, the, the sad reality is that they be. They were the net. They became next in that same Stan Smith genre. They became the next shoe and whatever they can have it, because at the end of the day, I'm like, I still think there's a different way to wear them. And like, I think I think the colors of I think Air Force like colorways coming back has been kind of cool because I know for a fact, I know for a fact they went out hard. And here's how I know my friend who who's a huge college star, he played in the NBA, had like a crazy sneaker collection because he was a huge recruit, all that. He had, he had every air force you can think like every, like you find them now and be like, what? And he, one day was like, why am I holding on to air forces? Like, that's how hard they went out. He, he got rid of all of them. And now, now you bring those back and put that one on. You're like, Oh, you got that. And so they went out hard enough at one point that he sold off the whole collection. And now I'm like, that was a huge mistake. See, that's an L that's a heartbreaking L when you had them. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, this isn't it. So let me get rid of them. And then the world yeah. reminds you, you should have kept that. Yeah. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I, I agree completely. So every once in a while, not a lot. I'm not trying to brag. None of that. But Sue Bird will send me some sneakers every once in a while. And my favorite part about when Sue sends me stuff is a lot of times, some of the times it's brand new. Uh, sometimes it's like been worn once but it's always in the wrong boxes because she doesn't keep her boxes. So she'll just throw them in whatever shoe box she had that week and send them. <laughs> and the reason that I love that is because like you can wear dog walking shoes guilt-free. I can wear those guilt-free. I'm like, well, I don't got the box. Like, <laughs> I mean, or like they've been worn one time, like the bottom has a little dirt on. So like I got to wear these right now. So like she exactly. sent me the off-white volts, which I actually have, but the off-white volts she sent me, I think she'd worn one time. And I was like, well, got to put them on right now. got to go. I don't have a dog, but I'm going to go walk. So <laughs> I'm going to just go walk somewhere. So someone yeah. sees me. <laughs> yeah. So just somebody, somebody build my ego up. We're in a, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> exactly. We need all the love we can get. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's sad. Do you think being a female in the sneaker game, we have a lot more to prove than like our male counterparts? I don't know if we have a lot to prove. I don't feel like I have anything to prove. I, I, I don't. I, I also think there's people that are in the sneaker game. Like their thing is the sneaker game and I'm in the sneaker game, but 
but I don't know that it's, I, I feel like recently it's more my thing, but um, I don't feel like I have anything to prove, but I do think we get overlooked and underappreciated. So like we just do. And I think it's getting better. Like my, I know people who are at Nike and other places are like, we're starting to focus on females because a there's females with equally dope collections, definitely less, but B the reason we have less is like, we truly have less opportunities. Like either our feet are smaller. Mm -hmm. So it came out in a kid's, and it was different or Preach. not, not premium, or it didn't come out in a kids or it came out in a women's and these small footed men still buy up all our sizes. And so like when Nike did that women's release of the um, off white four, like on sneakers, like that's cool to me because I don't, yeah, yeah. It's still, it's, it's like sports. It's like sneakers and sports. Like, sure. Yeah, no, no. We have a female on here. So we have here six men and one woman. And I'm like, why can't it be four <laughs> women and one man? Like I could find four sneaker heads that could talk about this or why isn't it gifted to five women and one man? Yeah. But I think there's a lot of men and women in the industry starting to really highlight women. Like I know Soviet Jordan has been doing a lot of stuff with women here in LA. I know my girl Juju at Nike is doing stuff with females at sneakers. So, I mean, there's an awareness and I think that's good, but yeah, I, I don't think we get the same opportunities necessarily, which sure. <laughs> what do we? <laughs> this is just a life theme here, but, you know, we're getting better, I suppose. It's so true. I remember when the Mocha 3s re-release and I was so hype. I was working at sneakers and stuff at the time and like the box comes in. I was like, oh, it's about to be a movie. Like I'm finally about to get the Mochas. Oh, no. Smallest size was a men's eight. Yeah, like Why? I was just like a men's eight for a woman is a nine and a half. That's bigger than 90% of women's feet. Yeah. That was heartbroken. That was just like blatant to me. I was like, okay, you don't yeah. want us to have the shoe then. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I was like, I'm not even and even the when eight. they do come out, like there's some like Travis Scott's did come in a seven, but in like what you would call not general release, but in the greater release, like they had sevens made that went to people who could get them. But like you look on a lot of the sites where you can even enter a raffle and it's eight and up. And it's like, that's it. It's close. How's seven, not a choice. How's six and a half, not a choice. Yeah. It, I, I feel like I've stretched my shoe size from a six to a seven. You know, anytime someone's like, what's your size? Yeah. I'm like six, 6.5, seven. I'm like, it depends. Like, like, well, which one can you get me? <laughs> what do you have? You have a seven and a half. I was yeah. like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll throw an insole yeah. in there. We'll be good. We'll yeah. be fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah. It's. You got to champion the challenges, you know, and just make I'm it I'm luckily happen. a seven and sometimes a seven and a half. So I, I actually struggle sometimes with the seven youth. So like they're sometimes too small. So it's a good number to be at if that's the case. But yeah, I can't wear an eight, eight to nine and a half. It's like a size and a half bigger than me. It's crazy. It's, it's kind of yeah. messed up. Do you have a yeah, sneaker that is like your soulmate? Like if you had to wear one silhouette, for the rest of your life, which one would it be? So I just did, um, I just did talk and hoop with scoop on sneakers like a couple of weeks ago. And this was a question. And originally I was like, I leaned towards a Jordan one. And then I was like, that's not true because there's many, re actually everybody's answers got me to a new answer. Cause, um, <laughs> Alexis, uh, Morgan was on there and her answer that she picked, I don't remember what she picked. Actually I do, but point is she was like, well, I have to wear those when I'm 90. And I was like, dang, you're right. Like, I'm not trying to put on ones when I'm 90. A, they're hard to put on. B, 
the comfort runs out after a few hours. I'm not going to lie. Like I, you could get to like six and all of a sudden at hour eight, you're like, Ugh. so once she said that, I was like, you're right. And so I think I would go Air Max one classic, comfortable, could work out if I had to work. We did. We did. You have one shoe forever for everything. Could work yeah. out if I need to work out, can go walking, could look fly, closet full of Air Max ones. It ages well. It's timeless. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, timeless. ages super well. Yeah. So that would be what's your answer? Now that you brought up the point of like being 90, like I didn't even think about that. I'm just like I know. trying to be fly. Uh, that blew my mind. I was like, I can't be lacing up ones when I'm not 90. I would probably have to go with New Balance. I'd have to do like a 990 V2, probably. That's, That's where a great answer. And that would age hilariously well. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Absolutely, you could be fly or your grandma in a pair of pair exactly, of exactly. It's like I'm a retired tech genius or runner. Like there's so many, there's so many stories I could go with that. I mean, you know? I do. I love. I have to say, I don't think this would. I also don't know that this would be great because I don't know how you'd work out in one. But I love a samba. Mm, a samba is good. A yeah, samba is good. I do love samba. Samba is also one of my first loves. I had blue, red, and black from like second grade to fourth grade. The so. colorways with Sambas were always key. Always key. Sambas yeah. and tracksuits. That was my thing. Like from first grade to third grade, like I just wanted an Adidas tracksuit and a new pair of Sambas. And I was ready. Didn't play soccer ever. Overall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did, but it wasn't, it wasn't a long-term thing. But I needed Old Navy overalls or some Gap ones if like, you know, somebody was hand me down, giving some good hand-me-downs my way and some Sambas. And I was out in a, in a, Hanson t-shirt probably I was fly I don't care what anybody says I was Hanson that was my first cassette tape ever was a Hanson cassette tape bought it at Walmart I'll never forget that I never even I didn't know what it was when my grandma was like yo I'll let you get one cassette just like pick one I saw mbop and I was like all right like whatever whatever this is and that was it listen to it on repeat and then that was it Hanson's for life that's actually hilarious because Candace was like singing every word to umbop one day and somebody goes see that's how i know you grew up in a white neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> it is it's the giveaway it's like she's like you were in the suburbs <laughs> yeah and she was in the suburbs she was in naperville illinois the most suburban but i so i'll send you the link after this but um during quarantine i did this thing with my friends uh their musicians johnny swim their husband wife duo and we've been hosting a show called live from the backyard and for my birthday, they're like, if you could, and we have guests. So we've had Toby and Weegway, Chip and Joanna Gaines, uh, Anthony Ramos. And so like, if you have anybody for your birthday, who would it be? And it wasn't like anybody, but I like knew who was in the realm. And I knew that these people had been hitting them up. And I was like, you guys, if you got Hanson on for my birthday, I, little Justine will probably <laughs> die and never come back. Like little Justine's dreams came true. And they did. They did our show. They sang me happy birthday. I have to say uh, that's crazy. Was, I need to see that. I, I never calmed down. Like I really geeked out. Like se second grade, Justine was in there. Like it was I'm a like, moment. I can ask him a question. I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I can't, can't remember my question. So, it was a moment. I'll it was a vibe. It was a vibe. Hanson's it were a, a vibe, moment. a whole vibe. Oh, those are the good and days. And they were the space in between, like new kids on the block, like boy bands. And then there was no boy bands. And the space in between new kids on the block and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys was Hanson. And they filled the space well for us.
They did. In my they opinion. did it well. They did do it well. Yeah. Oh, Hanson. Shout out Hanson. Shout out Hanson, Zach Taylor, <laughs> Ike. Appreciate you guys. Best birthday gift ever. Oh, literally. You have no idea. It was the it was just wild. It was just surreal cuz like we I mean, I've met a lot of people. I've been a lot of, around a lot of superstars, but it's always the people like that come from your childhood that bring like the little you out that's like, what? Like yeah. I met when I met uh, Mark Paul Gosler, Zach Morris, I was like, there's no way if you had told little Justine she was going to grow up and meet Zach Morris, like she wouldn't have survived that moment. Yeah. Anyway, sneakers, sneakers, <laughs> sneakers. Sorry. <laughs> no, it happens. It happens. The world's sidebar. always interact. Sidebar. Definitely sidebar. So bringing Absolutely. it back, all your experiences, being a part of Coach Summit at UT and then having ties to yeah. the WNBA mm-hmm. and NBA, have it, has any of that influenced mm-hmm. your sneaker collecting? Like, did it switch up? Like the moment you kind of got into all that, did what you like kind of change for you? Well, yeah, I had to. So Tennessee was an Adidas school when I was there. It's Nike now. So off jump, like even going there, like I had to go to work camp before I went to school there and I had to get Adidas. So I'm like, I got to look fly. Like I got to get cool Adidas. So I also think, (laughs) I also think like Adidas is kind of what I grew up on because you realize it's like what, what was available at Kohl's, you know? So like, I loved a superstar, but I actually just told this story the other day. So I don't know if you've seen, but Adidas has been bringing forums back like big time, like forums are mm-hmm. forums are and they're dope. Like they have some like cream and white colorway right now that I'm like, I need those, the skate ones without the Velcro. So my, my friend had them on and he's a sneaker designer who is so low key about it. You would never know. Like he's designed for East St. Laurent or St. Laurent. He's designed for easy, all that. And he's low key. So he doesn't flex anything, even though he's had everything. I mean, he has, everything, every single one of the first Yeezys. He's an older dude who's like a brother to me. And he had on the forums and I was like, and I really want those. And I was like, I had them. And so I just pulled up a picture of me working camp, basketball camp at Tennessee. And I'm like squatted down doing something. And I'm wearing a white forum with the Velcro strap, a low. And he's like, oh yeah, those are them. And I was like, yeah, I think I need a pair again. So at Tennessee, it was Adidas. And actually the basketball shoe we loved that I don't know if anybody else loved it. I have no idea. It was the Piranha. Oh, I think it was actually spelled yeah. Piranha. They were like real bulky <laughs> with the Velcro across the top. Um, and then what was really cool was PEs that I feel like I didn't save that I wish I did. But we had like some Adidas with like the banners on the side of them, um, you know, with the Tennessee Lady Vol logo on the outside. A lot. Of, I know there's some at my parents' house, but you didn't realize at the time like what that was, you know, like looking at it now, I should have saved all of them, especially with Pat being gone and. The era has changed. But then, like, once again, like I said, I was never in proximity to access to exclusive stuff. So, like, I just always picked what I liked. I would say getting out to L.A. put me in proximity. And then those sneaker dreams started to become true where I could get some stuff. And then also, like, I'll never forget um, Sheldon Williams was a Nike athlete. One day he's like, do you want anything? Like, it's it's coming to the end of the year. So all this is going to go. And he handed me the computer. I was like, oh, and I'm like clicking and taking my time trying to pick a shoe and the thing keeps logging out. And he finally is like, give me the computer. I was like, okay. And he takes it. He goes <laughs> in my size and like, ten, and like 15 boxes showed up to the house. And I was like, 
and it's like <laughs> one of the greatest sneaker moments of my life because it's before I was spoiled. Like now I have a lot of shoes, but then I my collection wasn't huge and like I'd never had anything like that happen. And a shoe that was in that was uh, well, I'm trying to think what was in that actually. That's a major blessing right there. Yeah, huge blessing. I don't know that there was any super heat. There's some funny stuff now that I still have that I'm like, I still don't want to let it go. Like um, the one, I think it was a one five fusion, the purple, green, white, one five, like when people are doing, <laughs> everybody's like, nah, but they're still in a box dead stock. And I'm like, something about this is going to something <laughs> one day it. I'm going to keep it. It's just something. It's going to be one of those things that people are going to look back like, remember when they did a fusion, but like, who's got them? Exactly. And so, yeah, there wasn't like a lot of heat in there, but it was just a lot of shoes showed up at my front door. And I was like, what? Like, you know, so, yeah, I don't know if that answered the question, but that answers the question. So there you go. <laughs> OK, so if you could have any athletes sneaker collection, who oh would it my be God. and why? Well, come on, I like I mean, I feel like there's a cliche answer to this and it's PJ not PJ Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, I was going to say not PJ have, Tucker. Can't have PJ. No PJ. All right. OK, because I'm like. Ah, uh, well, OK. All right. I got I got two. I'm going to go females. Allison Felix sneaker collection is absurd and it's so okay. good. Fortunately, obviously, the Nike situation happened and we probably won't really see her in a lot of it. But oh, my goodness. And she's my size and she's my friend. <laughs> So there's been a few trickle downs, but like the real heat's in that closet and I know where it is and I know where you live, Allison. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Allison collection. And you wouldn't know. You would. You'd know if you see what she wears on her feet, but like she's so humble. And now she's done some sneaker shows. But even in that, she'll be like, here's an 11. And I'm like, no, get back in there. Get the black album ones out and show them what's in this closet. You know, show them the M&Ms, like whatever you got. So Allison, Felix. Or Ty Young. I know her collection. For sure. Yeah. So I'll go females and I'll go Ty Young and Allison Felix. Yeah. Those are good ones. Ty Young would definitely be on my list. PJ is always a default. Well, and the reason I say it's not just because we know their collections are the biggest, but Ty Young and PJ were both unaffiliated. So their collections aren't just one brand. And so exactly. I do like that. But Allison's post Nike collection has expanded. And so now it happens to be more than one brand as well. And I know that. And she was with Adidas before she was with Nike. So she does got some stuff in there that's a little crazy. But I'll do that. I mean, a show love to the females. That would be my two. Who's there yours? That's tough. I mean, I immediately just want to go with anyone who has like a crazy PE collection. Yeah. You know, because that, that's the stuff that's like untouchable. That's why I'm like, it can't be PJ, but like, honestly. Like Ray Allen. Oh, Ray Allen would be a huge one. Yeah, I would low key. This is off the wall, but like Stefan Marbury, like I just want to see it. I'm curious. Yeah. You know, yeah. he went a whole nother route. I'm like, there's some shit in there that like we don't even know exists. Like yeah. not Nike, not yeah. Adidas, but just some yeah. like wild stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. Peas are it for me because the peas, that's what I can't get. That I can't yeah. get. Those you're are the right. unsung blessings. No, you're super right. You're super right. I mean, so like, would the right answer be LeBron James? <laughs> Michael Jordan? Like, are we just going to leave Michael Jordan and LeBron James collections off? <laughs> right. Yeah. You, know, you know, the first sneaker collection I ever wanted ever was like, give me that. What the heck? Was not an athlete. It was Missy Elliott on Cribs. Ooh, 
Missy Elliott had a good one. It was just a bunch of shell toes, I think. But I remember being in awe of that sneaker collection and be like, how do, how do I do that? Yeah. You know what? Now that I think I would probably go with Tinker Hatfield. Well, <laughs> that, yeah, that's, uh... I mean, yeah. <laughs> We've gone, off the, we've gone off the grid a little bit. We've gone crazy. We've gone crazy. If Tinker ever wants to let anything go, I'm here, ready and willing. My most coveted shoe ever is a Jordan 3 signed by him. If I could get a steer collection, that'd be it. So I, I honestly feel like that's in the realm of possibilities. Like I think Tinker's a guy, he's not super accessible, but if he was at something and if he was speaking and if he had your sneaker, I think he would sign it. Yeah. Great guy. Met him once. Yeah. Super, oh, super, have. super okay. nice guy. So yeah. did you get, did you get a shoe signed? Yeah. So I was working, I was working for a company. I was the only person at the brand that knew anything about shoes. They sent me an email and they're like, Hey, there's like this dude, Tinker Hatfield. Yeah. Supposedly he works at Nike or whatever. And he wants to like come through and like look at product. I was like, are you guys kidding me? I was are you like, guys? <laughs> I was like, are you, yeah. Are you dumb? And I was like, absolutely. He pulls up with like his fedora on. Like this is like when the hyper adapts were like first like coming out and he had a pair on. Yeah. And I'm just like, I had my flu games already in my office. I had a pair of true yeah. blues and then my black cements. And I, I was already ready. I had the metallic pen. I was just like, as soon as I get the opportunity talking to him, he's telling me stories about Jordan. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, please sign my shoe. Please just have my shoe. I have chills. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have literal chills. Uh, uh, yeah, those are those are the moments you freaking live for. And just the history. Like anytime you get somebody, you're like, I'm staring at the person who sat in the room and did the first iteration of Jordan's shoe. Like what? Yeah, he's just telling me like calmly. He's like, yeah, you know, and telling Jordan, you know, like, you know, we were the brand firm. I'm like, dude, are you, how are you so calm about this? I'm he's like, like you changed been, my whole life. <laughs> it's normal to him. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's succeeding right there. Like, oh yeah, whatever. Anyway, can I see the, sh the clothes that you guys have here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, can I just look at them? I'm like, no, no, no. I need you to sign my shoe. No, it was sir, really cool. You need to do this interview first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it right now. It was great. Really, really, really great guy. You know, backtracking to your question too, about like the sneaker. When I got that, I remember what was in that shipment and it was the Jordan 11 gammas and like, whatever which that pr the price of those has gone up. They were like, but it was the first time I was able to get a pair of Jordan 11s and Jordan 11 and Jordan 12s were my favorite at the time. I mean, in college, flu game, the flu games, um, the taxis, all those came out. And I remember yeah. maybe, as soon as I get this scholarship check, I got to get to the mall. And so I fell in love with 12s and, and I always loved an 11 because of, you know, the space jams and the concords and I couldn't get those. So like, while the gammas weren't like a colorway that, was super coveted. That was my yeah. first pair of Jordan 11. So that mattered to me. It matters. It's always the first player. My, my yeah. first Jordan was a Jordan three. And still to this day, you won't catch me wearing Jordan threes all the time. But I'm like, yeah, I have to get every Jordan three. It doesn't matter what it looks like when a Jordan three comes out. I'm like, I just have to buy it. Like I need that. I have to buy that shoe. Jordan three forever. A lot of people. Yeah. I feel like the Jordan three is a lot of people's favorite. It's, not mine, nothing against it, no whatever. It's, I'm cool. It's, uh, yeah, I've always been Jordan 11, Jordan 12, Jordan 1, but like Jordan 11 and Jordan 12 is like a basketball thing. It's hard for me to wear Jordan 11. Like, I don't know what to do with it a lot of times. I'm like, it's just big, but it's the patent leather. It's all of it. It's Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Like, that's what it that's is. Jordan for me. 
It's the low-key New York rain shoe. Like every person yeah. I know that refused to buy boots will go outside in a pair of yeah. 11s because they think patent leather makes it waterproof. It's, <laughs> it's the best I thought, thing. <laughs> I thought ones were for rainy days. Yeah, one, you can do a rainy day, but if it's like snowing, it's coming down, like it's actually like some real oh, weather shit outside. On. No, yeah. you, you, you got to put on the patent leathers. That's it. Yeah, it's you break them boots. out. That's you're, it. You're yeah, patent leather boots. Exactly. Yeah. You'd be like, it's a sign. Yeah, it's like, it's patent leather. It's waterproof. It's yeah. like nothing can hurt me. I'm good. <laughs> uh, it's true, though, but because they really they do does run off. They don't get dirty. Your feet do get wet, but whatever. You look good. Also, my first Jordan, my first Jordan, my dad, the ones my dad talked me into was the Jordan 14 Laney. And my our cars were blue and that came out in a kid release. And 14s. I you don't see 14s a lot. Yeah. And I didn't know. I didn't know any different. My dad was just like, Jordan, where's this shoe? And I was like, OK. And blue <laughs> was the only the Laney's were the only color they had in kids. But I I like I mean, like, once again, like, I don't mean to keep being like I was the white girl in Illinois and then Wisconsin, but I was. So I didn't know, like me getting Jordans was a team Jordan and I had them and a pair of that Pat signed for me when I went to camp. I still want it's a. Oh, my gosh, they're white, they're leather white and they had a patent leather side. I can, I, for some reason, the name of Mozzie escapes me, but it's not a, it's a, it's a team Jordan. So people are like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd still wear most comfy shoe. Pat signed those. I loved them. So like, I didn't get in the game till I got Jordan. I got LeBron. I got the LeBron zooms in our colors were blue. So I got the blue and white LeBron zooms. Um, and then I got the LeBron two low, the etched ones, the lasered ones that I don't know that we're supposed to be play basketball in, but man, I love those shoes. You make it work. You know, as long as you look good and you don't break yeah. your ankle, it's okay. Yeah, which I did. I rolled it every day, but like, you know, I rolled it so much it didn't hurt anymore. So it's fine. That's it. You become numb to it. Yeah, exactly. So women have had some major waves in the shoe game recently. Designs, collabs, female-led exclusives. Where do you see the future of the female on the impact of the sneaker game? I hope it's me designing one. one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think we see it. I don't know. I don't know where I see it going. I don't know who's next. I hope who's next is ever changing. Like, I hope the opportunity keeps coming. Um, but like Melody Sani and Alele, like you're seeing their shoes be highly coveted by everybody. And to me, that speaks to what's happening is like they've done some of the best drops. Like they've yeah. done some of the best collabs. They've pulled some colorways out that you know, uh, I don't think that we would have seen. And so I like seeing where that's going. Um, I think there needs to be more. Absolutely. Uh, I think there needs to be, I think I would love to see the emergence of a Tinker Hatfield. That's a female. Um, I would love to see it happening with a lot of brands across the board. You know, it's, it's definitely like the fact that we can still name the same five women who I appreciate. Yeah. It's like, there's way more than five women out there and there's, there's tons of designers and there's tons of creatives and there's tons of stories to be told. It doesn't need, you know, like we still don't see dope signature shoes for women. Like we're still talking about Cheryl swoops and yeah. like Diana Taurasi and Sue bird and Candace Parker and all these people, like they've had them, but like, when do we do one where it's like, that's it. Like you got to get that shoe. And so like Maya, you know, they've done them. Yeah. So they, I don't know. I would. I just want to see it keep emerging. I want to see it keep getting bigger. I want to see more women in the industry. 
I do know somebody that was on the tech team for the the tens for Virgil's collection, and she's a female, and it's crazy because she's not even a sneakerhead. Like she's not really a sneakerhead like that at all. She's not. Yeah. She's a designer. She's a, you know, she's like the scientist behind it basically. But yeah. I think there's a lane for more women to be hired. I, I've always thought a place where where the lane is missed in the sneaker business is women player reps, not just for women. Why are the player reps always men? And I think that's old school and dated. I think it's like, well, you're going to be dealing with men and female and male athletes every day. Like, okay, and I can I know how to carry myself. I'm professional. And I've always said, like, I remember Under Armour and me knowing some of the guys over there. And they, they were working with uh, my friend Randall Cobb and JJ Watt at the time. And they're like, yo, come work for Under Armour. And I was like, let me be a player rep. And they're like, ah. And I was like, let me tell you something. These dudes who play in the SEC that I know that I went to college with, they way rather talk to me than talk to a 50 year old white dude. Like they don't <laughs> want to talk to you. Like yeah. let, like let somebody, like let the player rep business look different. Yeah. Or just not look like that. <laughs> So I would like to see the industry have more women in positions across the board. What female drops do you think have probably been the most influential in the female space? All of Alele's. I mean, the satin ones. Game changer. Yeah, definitely hers. Like, obviously, like the first two people that pop my head are Melody and in, in, in Alele. Um, Alele's, I would say top just because like you look at the resale prices alone, you're like, dang, that shoe, that shoe yeah. made yeah. a mark in the culture. Like that's somebody's grail. Who else? I mean, who am I? You help me out. Who am I forgetting? I feel, I mean, I know I'm forgetting a lot of people and that's unfortunate. You got the cactus plants. That yeah. Just yes. Which Sheesh. I definitely, yeah, that I, I there could have been more exposure. I feel like so many people don't realize that it was a female designer that cactus I, I flea market that is female led you know a lot of people kind of miss that boat i did i had i had cactus stuff before i knew that and i loved it and then once i knew that i was like well now yeah absolutely like i'll i'll buy all of it and the cactus stuff i had was actually kanye stuff but yeah that's that's a good one that's a great one and that shoe i would say that was a tough l actually really uh the um <laughs> yeah the what it, yeah, I wanted those bad. The uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, I wanted the Melody Asani's, the ones with the watch on them. Didn't get them. Those were what sick. What was crazy is I've never like I I went I actually went and signed up for the raffle in person. I don't do that very often, and I was I didn't get them. And I was like, man, I went and signed up all that. Didn't get them. That's fine. Like I know people lose all the time. I'm not saying that. But a couple of weeks later, or maybe it was a couple of months later, it was right before the pandemic hit. My dude hits me. He's like, yo, can I put you in touch with somebody? Um, it's Melody. She's a sneaker designer. She's got a drop coming with Jordan. I was like, I know exactly who she is. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> she wants to host a Jordan game. I, I told her you could probably help get like some cool people in the building. Like, we don't want to do the same list of people. We want women. And I was like, yeah. And so like a month later, I'm put on text with her and we're texting about a release of the um, the cherry ones. And so I was like, how does this come full circle within like a month? And I'm like, but, how did, but I still didn't get that shoe. But yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, you got to hit her with the, hey, uh, so I missed so, out. <laughs> so uh, which I absolutely did not want to do. Like, 
no, but she did that. She did the Air Jordan OG, the cherry one. You know those, and I thought yeah. that was sick. To first women's Jordan comeback. I loved that, and I think oh, yeah. it, I, I think it, I think that release got slept on personally all, across the board, even the general one. A hundred percent. I'm glad to see. I'm excited to see what's gonna happen with her over at Foot Locker. Yeah. I think a lot of women are gonna shake it up pretty soon. There's definitely some moves to be made. Alayli is forever a legend for that yeah. Jordan one. That was the one time in my life that I wasn't going to allow myself to take an L. I couldn't take an L for that shoe. I took an L. I took two L's. So oh. there we go. If we want to talk about oh. my pain. But I took an L on the pink six too. And I wanted those bad. I took all L's across the board. I do have the, uh, I, I guess I don't even know the ones, the multicolor ones. And I love those. And that's one of my yeah. favorite ones. I mean, I, I, I truly, I actually was bummed. I took them out of the box the other day. I was like, I didn't know I beat these. Like, yeah, I actually, yeah, I did the, with the locks, the court locks uh, with the, her first ones. I beat them. Like, and I knew it was going to happen. The moment I took them out, I'm like, all right, it's a satin toe box. Like the crease is inevitable. Like there's nothing I can do. I was walking, like I was walking on a sheet of glass the entire time. And then eventually I was just like, all right. Well, the interesting thing about the court lux is they don't really crease because they're suede, but yeah. they, I mean, they're, they're literally dirty. Like, I don't know <laughs> what I did. I mean, the last time I wore them was to Park City. So that could have been it. That's it, was, it. You know, they're, they're meant to be worn. You know, we're supposed to wear them anyways. Just we like, just I, I absolutely liked wearing, I love wearing them. I want to wear them. I get bummed when I know that there's not another pair coming. I'm like, crap. I need one. I got it. Like, I wish I could rock one stock, one of everything. Who doesn't? Yeah, that, that's the goal. The goal is to always get two of everything. Yeah. Do you have a guilty pleasure cop? Is there one shoe in your collection? This is a judge free zone that, you know, you'll probably get judged for. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. okay, All okay. Black yeah, you got- Air Force Ones. Not only did I consciously purchase all black low air you force see my one. face right yeah uh-huh. i took a photo i took a photo with a friend like a true fit pic posted it on instagram don't worry it's archived i didn't delete it because i needed to remember this moment and allow it to never happen again but i confidently thought it was okay at one point in my life to rock all black air force one you know what i think it's fine i actually think it's fine i like like I said, with my motto being give me any sneaker in the world, I'll figure out a way to wear it. Give me the black Air Force One right now. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll prove to you that that shoe can be worn well. In fact, I do have the Comme des Garcons black forces, the mids. Yes. I didn't choose to have those. So you sent me those. I want the white ones very badly. This is a memo to everybody. Justine <laughs> looking for the Amy Leon Door 550s and the white CDG forces that just came out because that leather is butter but it i do have the black butter. ones and there's a part of me that's like i'll just rock the black ones like whatever i don't want to i want the white ones i don't love it see but those are I cool do. those are cool though you know i don't even that you know that's it's still it's a it's a cdg it's a cdg yeah yeah i know so, it's not a, it. so like as far as like guilty pleasure shoes i love i mean <laughs> I mean, everybody's doing it now, so I guess it's not as bad. But like I was wearing Crocs before people were wearing Crocs. And I was like, and what's your point? They're comfortable. And like what I did was I got them and put a whole bunch of gibbets in them, like filled them up. Everybody's like, yeah, wait, do I like this? And let me tell you, like four people in my friend group went and got them and put it in. I was like, whatever. 
So there's shoes. I just don't care. Like, like I just have shoes that I like that. It's okay if you don't like them. And I think if you only wear something because other people like them, you probably don't have that much swag. <laughs> you have no. Like, yeah. Or like you don't have any confidence because like, why can't you just say I like this shoe? I like it. I wore it. I can't think of anything horrible. I'm sure I've done it. I mean, I could probably, mine's probably not archived because I don't archive. So I could probably look at my Instagram right now and be like, oof. Or just things I was flexing that should not have been flexed. <laughs> you know, where you're like, did you really need a sneaker pick of those? Yeah. Of the, yeah. Of the, the, of the blazers? The pick that I had in the Black Air Forces was Please truly... Stop. Please private message that to me. Thank you. I will send it to you. It's It was really bad. I was even kneeling down at one point, creasing oh. them. Like not only was I wearing all black Air Forces with black socks and black oh. sweat shorts. That's a choice. It was. You know, you was. know what though? You know what? This is what I have to say. Like you have to go with your instinct because I know the, I know what shoe I had to think of. I have been wearing Jordan one lows. I have the Jordan one low Chicago's. Do you want to know how much I bought those for? How much? Just that, how much? How much do you think? Actually, do you know how much they go for right now? No. Hundred. Like, may, I bet if I look right now, they're like eight hundred dollars. I bought them for fifty dollars because nobody wanted because nobody likes lows and you don't wear Jordan. Fifty dollars. All right, whatever. Fifty dollars because nobody wanted them. They're like they're trash. I'm like I like a one low. I actually really like a one low, so I'd wear them. People are like, are you wearing one lows? Yep. Go <laughs> find a one low right now. What happened? Uh, Travis Scott did a one low. They did a Carolina one low. They did all. And now you can't get them. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up live. Chicago Jordan one low. I'm going to tell Drum you how much roll. they are. The, sh the shadows were $50 too. The 2016 Jordan one low is in my size or maybe just any size. Sorry. The suspense just came out of the it's room building. because it's low. $525. That's crazy. I got them for 50. That's crazy. EBay. That's crazy. So, Lessons so whatever, learned. they weren't cool. And now they're cool because somebody told you they were cool. I already thought they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're just ahead of the game. You're ahead of the game. Thank you, Justine, for joining us and sharing your love for the game, both on and off the court. Now we know if the picture of me and my all black air force ones ever leaks, we know exactly who did it. And once again, don't forget to check out Soul Savvy, connecting you to people as passionate about sneakers and culture as you are. That's soulsavvy.com with one V. Until next time, I'm your host, L, and this was Triple Stitch.